0: You're listening to the Logistics Sector Podcast from Mercury International. In this episode, Moira Smith details a revealing logistics company case study. Moira, uh, I know that today you want to talk about a specific project. Tell me why have you chosen this one to talk about? Because I
1: thought, Andrew, that it probably would be one that would appeal to... A wide variety of listeners. It, it demonstrates just how focused we are on, on results, not just on training people. Okay. Uh, it will be the kind of thing that can be upscaled or downscaled depending on the size of the organisation. So it would equally work for a small organisation with a relatively small sales team as it would for an organisation that had hundreds or even thousands in the sales team.
0: Okay, and I know that we've discussed previously that your logistics sector operations takes into account lots of different types of companies. That's right. Would this project apply just as well, for example, in the airline industry as the freight forwarding industry? Very
1: much so. Um, virtually any organisation within the sector that is selling on a, to other businesses... This would be uh, the, uh, an ideal kind of project if they wanted to improve their sales risk. That
0: sounds really good, Moira.
1: So in this particular case, who is the organisation that uh, you are working with? Okay, Andrew, from a client confidentiality point of view, um, I can't name names. What I can tell you is that from a global perspective, they are a top five logistics provider.
0: Okay, I can't wheel a name out of you no, then. No,
1: I'm afraid not. We 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 are really hot on the confidentiality aspect and okay. not everybody wants to have their name bandied around so
0: Okay well forgive me if I try again at the end of the nope, conversation you're fine. But, uh, so tell me a bit about the organization okay. you mentioned a major logistics provider Yeah uh,
1: they are a household name if you actually started looking around you would see that they are also one of the uh, organizations that feature in the top 500 brands in the world so uh, you know that might give you a few clues but they are they're extremely well known and probably from a perspective most people will have heard of them and many will have used them so okay
0: so it's a a major organization it certainly is what was the project about
1: right the project was about taking sales to a higher level to actually improve not just the volume but the quality of sales that were being made
0: okay who was involved in the project what sort of level are we talking about here
1: okay the sponsor of the project was the sales director okay the sales managers were all involved and then the people that were involved from a and the I suppose I'd call it the operational level were those people that were out there at territory sales and account managers.
0: Okay. So, did the project have a title or a theme that went with it?
1: Yes. Uh, the project was about sales acceleration. So, quite simply, we called it the Sales Accelerator.
0: Okay. And what was the method with this sales accelerator?
1: Well, the people in the sales team had a great deal of experience. So we weren't talking about novices that needed to be taught how to sell for the first time.
0: Okay, that's interesting.
1: Experienced. Most of them had enjoyed a good deal of success. Yep. And this was about taking good and making it better.
0: So how did you do that?
1: Right. It was very important, first of all, for us to have a good understanding of what the starting point was. Yep, sure. So we spent some time identifying what was good about the way they did things at the moment. And we're using our, well, global view of best practice, as you can imagine, as a company that have been in business for some time and really having a strong focus in this sector we have been able to build up a lot of ideas of what really works well and what perhaps is is not going to quite do it for you
0: okay so it wasn't just a question of finding out well where is this organization and creating an aspiration of where they needed to be you'd actually got evidence of where the world's leading organizations were uh, were performing in this area
1: and and because of our experience what we're able to do is we're able to look at what people are doing and we're able to say okay that is pretty much as good as it's going to get but here is an opportunity that you know if we change this aspect this aspect and this aspect then put that together with what you're already doing really well and it can make a huge difference to the
0: outcome okay so you did some analysis to start off with what was the next step
1: the next step was then to we broke this project into phases okay and we decided to break it into phases because the sales process is in phases so helping people to improve sales process in four bite-sized chunks made more sense than working on what improvements can we make in the whole sales process up front And then as time goes on, you get this sort of law of diminishing returns where people are applying something that they've just learnt about. And then by the time they come to stage two, the learning element was somewhere a little bit further away. By the time you get to stage four, you're really relying on, well, okay, can I quite remember it? So the idea was a a small chunk, a bite-sized chunk of input and development. Go out and apply it see the success you get from that, be inspired to come back and then look at how we can improve the second stage and apply it to the companies that we've been successful with in stage one and so on through to the final stage of the process.
0: So it's very specifically designed so that you you know learn the skills one day and you're pretty much applying them the next day.
1: Well, in fact, in this project... On the first stage, we were applying them the same day. Oh, wow. Because the first step of the project was about, um, okay, here are a group of companies that we would like to do business with that aren't talking to us at the moment. How do we differentiate ourselves and get in front of those decision makers in those organisations that have the ability to change provider? Yeah. And so what we did was we started off by working on what approach are we going to make we applied that by sending emails and so day one consisted of let's look at the kind of messages we send at the moment do we send messages how can we really make those messages a, a compelling reason to at least have a discussion and get those messages sent day two think about how do we normally phone people to actually book an appointment right how can we make the phone call as compelling as the email okay follow up on the emails and then on day two we started making the phone calls so in fact while we're still on the event by the end of the event people were able to walk out of the door with some real success i've done it i've applied it and i've actually got some more appointments in my diary with companies i couldn't get into before now i've got the inspiration to actually go out there and and meet with them so of
0: course when when you've had success in that way it's not just reinforcing the new skills or enhanced skills that you've got it's confidence building as
1: well for people absolutely confidence building and i think what it was you know as i said these are experienced people they had a lot to fall back on already and so the opportunities they were bringing along to the party were those that they had tried they'd worked on And said, these are the ones I really want to get into, but I've run out of ideas in my my sort of portfolio of experience. Come on, you know, show me how I can actually make a difference here. And that's what we were able to do. Okay. Um, Now, that did two things, of course. It gave them... It was real inspiration that the two days they'd invested was worthwhile sure Um, it gave them a lot of motivation to go out there and then win these over and it also gave them a lot of motivation for the next stage of the approach which was what would we normally do on that first face-to-face meeting yeah and that was about really understanding in depth what were the issues within the companies they were selling to um, what was currently happening where could they make a difference compared to the current process the system the, the provider that was being used and we really focused on how can we really ramp that up so that when they went out there they were able to identify things that once again would give them some real compelling reasons that they could put forward why you should give us a try why you should work with us why you should move to us. And then, once again, go out and apply that when you go into the real meetings. So we had a day focused on how can we improve our normal approach. Um, We built some tools as we went along. So people were able to build a personalised toolkit. Okay. Uh, And in those meetings, then they were able to come back with a whole list of, these are the things I think we can do that probably we can do better than the competition. Okay. Where we've got an opportunity to really demonstrate that we're different and where we're now getting a commitment to go back and show the prospects how we can make a difference. Stage three of the training was about, now let's think about what we've identified and let's take that information and see how we can turn that into real powerful sales presentations that are actually going to inspire and motivate people to change supplier. Okay. And then the final stage was about how do we tie down the deal? How do we negotiate price, terms and conditions, and you know the, all the other things that actually go with um, long-term business partnerships? So you did the whole kind
0: of sales process following the same methodology and making it extremely practical at each stage?
1: Extremely practical and something that people were able to apply. So what we did was we started off with a list of prospects, We then started applying step one, make the approach and follow up with a phone call to try and get an appointment to those prospects. Those that we managed to get meetings with, we were then applying the identifying in a really in-depth way, the real issues that we could help them resolve. Stage three was taking those issues and demonstrating how we as a provider could be in partnership with them to actually make a difference. And stage four was, right, now there's a price to pay for that. How do we get people to pay the price that it's worth and not just go out there and compete sort of head-to-head on we need to be cheaper? Yep. Uh, so the whole thing was very structured and taking people through, you, following through. And the projects, of course, they were working on were their prospects that they'd identified and it was applied as a a project throughout the the whole process
0: it sounds really good I think there's there's one final piece of the jigsaw that we need to understand and that's that in sales obviously we're measured on results yeah um, what sort of results did this uh, did this approach generate for okay. this organisation
1: right in the uh, two months up from the time we started the first training yep they had generated 124 new meetings with organisations that they had found that it was a real, real challenge to get through the door of previously because those companies were either, you know, really, really um, embedded with a competitor. They, they didn't take the phone calls. They just couldn't get through the door. So, where they said, as a result of this, there are 124 companies we believe we've got meetings with that we don't think we'd have got meetings with had we not gone through this.
0: Wow, so it's 124 new
1: sales meetings. 124 new sales meetings with 124 different organisations. So not just new sales meetings where, you know, it might be three people in one company. They may have seen more than one person in a company, but it was 124 different organisations they were getting the opportunity to sell to. Cool. From that, they actually then generated some sales pipeline, um, which they forecast in, in revenue per annum. And after three months, they had generated from those meetings um, something in the region of £17 million worth of additional pipeline wow. per annum. After six months, £3 million of revenue had been converted into contracted business, so three million per annum of additional sales revenue they attributed to the project.
0: That's fantastic, it. I'm sure that people are going to want to talk to you, perhaps in a bit more
1: detail about yep. this type of concept. Um, what's the best way to get hold of you? Okay, I would be delighted for people to call me, Andrew, on the on the mobile. The number zero seven eight one four zero two double seven one six, or if they prefer, drop me a line by email. That's to Moira Smith, that's Moira, M-O-Y-R-A, hyphen smith, at uk. And what we'll do is we'll arrange them for the most suitably qualified member of the logistics team to actually go out and take a discussion with them, or if they prefer, just a telephone discussion to start with. <laughs>